Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Crazy Talk. I'm so excited. Actually, this is the best medium of entertainment in the world. I'm currently sitting in my bed with my notebook of show notes, a cup of water, sun is shining into my room, I'm just chilling. It's been a long day, I work today, and just excited to finally be able to sit down and record this episode. It's been a long time coming, and I'm actually really excited. If you didn't listen to the preview of this podcast, let me like give you a little rundown. So Crazy Talk was an idea I had originally for, well, originally it was for a band, and then I used it for a radio show I had at my old college, and now it's a podcast. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. We kind of, Crazy Talk really is just <laughs> my brand, I guess. Um, yeah, so this podcast is basically just kind of whatever I want, really. There's no specific theme, whether it be life stories or just literally me ranting. This is the space for that. I'm excited for you guys to listen and let's get into the episode. So today's episode is all about traveling alone. I recently just got back from a very long trip to Europe. Um, I'll go into more detail about everywhere I went uh, in a little bit, but I just got back from traveling alone something I've really never done before until now I have a lot to say about my the last three months of my life I honestly think that like I could go on and on about this so I'll try not to bore you guys too much when I was in Europe it went by faster than any other time in my life and my question is when you move somewhere new or when you're on vacation for a very extended amount of time when does it stop feeling like vacation every day? And like, when does it start feeling like real life and start to get slower? When does it start to slow down? Because three months went by faster than any other time, like I said, in my life. When does that, the extent of that kind of just feel like everyday life? Like I was there for three months and it did not feel like my everyday life. It felt like vacation the whole time. So, like, would it be six months? I genuinely, like, have no clue. So, with traveling, I've always traveled with people. The first trip I can remember is going to Hawaii with my mom. And the last trip I did before going to Europe was going to Seattle to visit a friend. And I've always gone trips with the idea of going with somebody or meeting someone there. It kind of depends on the situation. But I've always traveled up with people until this last trip to Europe. And traveling alone might be my new favorite thing, honestly. I love sharing experiences with people. I love making those connections in different parts of the world, especially like with family and friends. But once you travel alone, I feel like... I'm not going to say you can never go back to traveling with people because I still think that is really important, but... I think it's definitely harder. Traveling with people is fun, don't get me wrong. But the sense of independence you get from traveling alone, especially for a really long period of time, is honestly incredible. Currently live at home in the States, and it's all I know really. And prior to this trip, it's all I've really experienced. I've never been away from home for an extended amount of time. I never moved to go to college. I went 
to a local university, it was never something that I really had realized that I liked. And that with that sense of independence also comes being able to do literally whatever you want, whenever you want. And this feeling of independence is kind of one of the main reasons why I decided to do a three-month-long trip. And let me get into kind of why I decided to go. First of all, living at home, I loved to get away in a sense, not because I wanted needed to, but I wanted to. I wanted to experience things. I wanted to get out of the house. And ever since I started college, in general, I had an extreme increase in traveling. And during my winter break, I was actually home for very few days because it was so nice to just get out of the house. But prior to this trip, like right before, I kind of was in a really hard place. Since I was struggling a lot, this travel plan really helped me get me out of that really dark place, kind of realizing that the world is such a big place just how short life is is such a big thing and just it's too short to not do whatever makes you happy honestly in my opinion to a certain extent but it took me a long time to work for this and I am proud of myself but once I decided to go on this trip I spent a good amount of time so excited and planning it gave me a sense of motivation and I had to do so much research to be able to comfortably travel alone. So I was super excited. But the one thing is that this trip was a little bit complicated to plan. I mean, I had to plan everything from my flights to where I was staying to other things like what I was going to do day by day. And planning that alone can be very stressful. But for me, it was more exciting than stressful because it was what I genuinely wanted to do. And I found a lot of joy in this. And that's kind of why I decided to go. My original plan was to finish school and just go to Italy for a month this summer. Um, but once I realized that I wasn't happy in my current situation and that it was possible for me to go and travel, or it turned into basically like, when am I going? Like, how soon can I go? Like, I was so, I still am really genuinely excited about that. So I planned this whole trip. And of course, my parents were concerned. <laughs> Not about me planning it. But of course, I can imagine it would be scary to let your then 18-year-old child move away for three months. But I think I needed it. I think I needed that independence. Not to prove myself. But in a way, also kind of proved myself not that I needed to in any way but I just kind of felt the need to venture out and kind of be my own person which I struggled with for a while which I think traveling alone can really help you with when I first left the United States traveling alone it was like I was looking forward to it for so long it felt like a breath of fresh air honestly I had three suitcases in my hand and I got to London and I was like, wow, I'm in a different country. I'm in a different continent. Like, I'm in London. I couldn't believe it for the longest time. Like, that was my first stop. And it was just so freeing. One of the biggest things, I think, once I realized when I got there, 
that really kind of led to how nice traveling alone is, is you can do whatever you want. If you wake up at 4 p.m. and you want to go back to bed, you totally can. If you want to go out all night and club, you maybe shouldn't, but you totally can. If you want to walk to every tourist destination in the whole city the second you touch down into London town, (laughs) you can. Nobody's there to stop you and say, I'm hungry or I want to do this or I want to do that. It's your own experience and you can make it of it as you will, which was something that was really inspiring to me is to kind of realize like how much power I had within this trip and how I only had to deal with myself. And I do think to a certain extent that traveling with people is truly amazing. I think it's so beautiful to be able to share an experience with somebody, but I also do recognize one, how lucky I was to be able to do this and two, how nice it is to be alone up until like this point. I was a very codependent person, whether it be in a friendship or a relationship. It was just kind of like I attached to people. I seek approval. It was kind of just like a big mess in my past. Being able to do whatever you want when you want is really freeing, which hasn't always been the case for me, especially traveling. You have to kind of compromise, it feels like, to do what other people want. Like, For example, I'm pretty sure I went to every museum in Europe. Pretty sure. Like, I, like, went to every single one, basically. I'm being dramatic, but I've seen a museum or two. And say I was traveling with someone who uh, hated museums. Like, art was not their thing. One, I don't know if we'd be friends. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. If you wanted to see every museum in Paris and they had absolutely no interest... You both would have to compromise and do something you don't want to do. You can't wait for other people to want to have these experiences with you or be able to. I would have loved a billion of my friends to come with me. I think waiting around can hurt you in so many ways. I really want to go see New York City. Do I need to wait for someone to be like, hey, Drew, do you want to go to New York City? No, I can literally just go and realizing you have the power to just go is so nice. I did the same thing on my trip. I would do day trips all the time. If I just wanted to go swimming or if I wanted to go like to Northern Italy, I could just take a train for the day. And not having anyone to be like, no, was so nice. I could stay when, wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted, which was kind of a shock coming back. Hanging out with people when I got back felt more draining because I found this sense of myself that I didn't know existed that I could be independent and do things on my own. Oh, right. I think I was talking about up until this trip, I was a very codependent person. I would always need to be with somebody to entertain myself. And that kind of changed. I found so much joy and pleasure in going to museums alone, getting dinner alone, doing whatever you want alone. Going clubbing alone, a little less of a good idea. Also, with traveling alone, is I pretty much just picked up and went to Europe. And this change of pace was so nice for me. Doing the same thing every day does not feel healthy for me, which I'm usually a pretty routine-oriented person. I love routine. 
going to Europe and creating my own routines in each place was so nice. Like, where was I? In London. I'd wake up every day. I'd go get a really amazing croissant and a pen au chocolat. Like, I'd just walk the streets eating my breakfast, which I f- did not see anyone else doing there. When you do the same thing every day, you don't really exercise your brain as much if you're constantly in a routine it can be it can almost become mindless and just going through actions of your day like waking up going to work coming home doing homework doing school whatever I think that is a very challenging thing of course I was worried about traveling alone I can't lie I was worried about getting homesick to the point where I'd want to come home so bad because I've been on trips sometimes where I've gotten so homesick I cannot wait to come home, which is very rare for me, but it does happen. And those trips would be like a week or something. So I was worried that this would happen to me. But I think the fact that I was alone kind of helped in a way keep that homesickness away from me. I was constantly on to the next city or meeting a new friend or literally doing something random like there wasn't enough time for me to be homesick and if I just needed a mental break I could just go home and take a nap and listen to Ultra Violence by Lana Del Rey and another thing I was worried about well I didn't like spoiler I didn't get homesick I spent the whole three months in Europe but another concern I had was is this gonna be boring was I going to get bored? And the answer to that was no. Well, I would get bored sometimes. Like, towards the end of the trip, I would be like, wow, I really have seen everything. <laughs> but that was a struggle that I was worried about, which I kind of packed a little notes app list on my phone full of things to do in every city. London, Paris, Amsterdam... Cannes, Milan, Florence, Pisa, Genoa, uh, Rome, Naples, Sorrento, like Barcelona, Athens, like all those places I went and they were all amazing and I had like things to do constantly so if I ever got bored I could just look at this list and go find something to do. So my parents were concerned but something that help them kind of ease their minds was having a plan telling them everything I was going to be doing not like telling them every single move but having an itinerary and telling them what city I'm going to be in at what time and when I might do a weekend trip or when I might do something else or just basic things because I get it like I'm not a parent but I can get how as a parent letting your child go far away can be scary I mean, I've, I am an only child, so I've always had kind of a sense of independence, and I've been able to entertain myself, which is something I'm actually really proud about. And when I tell people I'm an only child, they're like, oh, I can tell. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, should I be offended, or is that a compliment? Like, I really genuinely am not sure. It felt completely independent, and it felt good to prove to myself, nobody else, but it felt good to prove simply to myself that I could do it I went to Europe for three months I I only had a few incidents um like my phone got stolen in Paris but like I'm not too concerned about that happening ever again 
um, because I learned, don't put your phone in your back pocket. That's a number one tip of traveling alone or traveling at all. Europe, be careful of pit pockets. They say it on the metros. They pit pocket, pick pockets are always on duty. Let me just say that. This might be me specific. Oh my God, talking is really hard. <coughs> wow. One thing that I'm going to talk about is meeting people. Okay, let me just say, when you go to a foreign country where you know not a single person, you tend to have a lot more confidence, especially if you got the right outfit on. It's actually great because just not caring what other people think is such a freeing feeling, which I feel like I constantly was a victim, not a victim, I constantly was... Um, at fault for caring what people think if that's the right word it is a little tricky to meet people I can't lie maybe it's just me but I did stay in Airbnbs the majority of my travels in Europe Airbnbs especially like I was in my own apartment or I was in my own room and it was kind of like me doing my own thing and I did rely on, like, dating apps a little bit to meet friends. This comes kind of along with my next thing I want to talk about, but I was on my phone a lot. I relied on it so much, and it was kind of exhausting, I can't lie. Um, whether it be, like, Instagram or on social media or talking to the friends I made or talking to people at home or calling people at home or using a map. One thing about traveling alone, you need to use Apple Maps google maps the europeans love google maps um anywhere you want to go unless you're very familiar with the city in the area you're staying in which i did get more comfortable with as time went on but my phone died a lot <laughs> like a lot which is something that i had to deal with um i bought portable chargers i bought chargers and i just had to i ended up just like always keeping a charger in my bag because this would happen constantly and I'd be stranded somewhere and I wouldn't know how to get home and it would just be so fun and interesting um but I think this was like the only hard thing for me is I was on my phone constantly and I kind of wanted this to be like a break from that because I'm I'm always on my phone like if you know me like I love my phone like my little baby it can be hard to travel alone and use your phone a healthy amount, at least in my experience, but it wasn't the end of the world, honestly. And a key takeaway is you only live once. You only live one life. And independence is so freaking important and life's too short not to do what makes you happy. That's something that I learned and something I recommend if you're traveling alone is do some type of journaling. Um, when I got to Paris, I decided to buy a journal and at least try and do art in it every single day. I didn't write in it really ever unless it was like part of the art. But that was something I really, really tried to do. And I think it turned out amazing. I love looking through my European art journal like from my travels in Europe. I think it's honestly one of my favorite things and it's something I will continue to do. I think one thing that's really cool about it is you can see how like you evolve. I can look back at the journal and see what kind of stuff I was making three months ago 
And that's super cool to see how to see yourself evolve and grow. Because whether it's writing about your entire day or doing art, it will somehow describe in a sense how you feel, shape you into your ideas and it's just really cool. So that was like my little ramble. Now I'm going to get into like some kind of like questions that I've been asked or kind of been thinking about if I wanted to like, if I knew nothing about traveling alone, some things I would be curious about. Um, the first one being what sort of living situations did I stay in? Did I live in for three months? And I think it really ranges. I stayed in everything from apartments to rooms inside of apartments to hotels to hostels. Um, and all of this planning was initially done through Airbnb. I think the hostel in Amsterdam even was through Airbnb, but everything else, like I can scroll through my past trips in Airbnb and see every single place I've stayed in Europe, which is kind of cool and to look back on, or if I wanted to book them again. I definitely prefer Airbnbs over hostels, but hostels are great for meeting people, especially if you're traveling alone. Traveling alone kind of trained me to not need other people. So staying in hostels was kind of like a win-lose, win-win, I don't know, win, a lose-lose situation, I don't know, because I was so fine being alone and I could just do my own thing and see the city that I didn't really rely on meeting people as much, so it, there was just kind of people all the time around in hostels and it was, I don't know, hostels can be hard, definitely, especially if you have social anxiety, um, because you ha you're around people 24-7 and it's so easy just to go back to your room and be alone. But that can also be hard when there's people in your room. So you don't really have much alone time. Just find an amazing time when no one's in your room and you can literally just do whatever you want and sleep or do art or lay out on the floor naked. Actually, I don't recommend that because anyone could walk in. And also hostels are gross. Don't lay on the floor naked. Thank you. But hostels can kind of force you to come out of your comfort zone. If that's something that you want to experiment with, just being around so many people, it can be nice to meet a lot of friends um, and keep in touch with them, especially because so many people are from all around the world when you're traveling and staying in hostels. The Airbnbs were honestly really nice. Some were my favorite, some weren't. It's really nice to have a place to rest your head every night. That's your own space, which is why I liked Airbnb uh, apartments so much. It's so nice to have your own space, especially when traveling alone, because you're constantly out doing stuff alone. It was really nice to stay in different areas of Europe, and I honestly did really well with the Airbnb situation. Like, in London, I stayed in the Shortage area, and that was amazing. In Paris, I stayed in the... Um, I believe it was the 10th arrondissement. I don't know exactly. I think it was the 10th. I got really lucky with places I was staying. So that's kind of like my living situations I wanted to talk about. Uh, the next thing is meeting people and or doing things solo. Like kind of um, that situation. 
So I made a ton of friends locally. And it was actually really cool to hear these all these different perspectives because I would meet someone in Rome and they'd be like, I hate it here. <laughs> or like I'd meet someone in London and they'd be like, I need to get out of here. Actually, London's probably the one place where I didn't hear many people say, I don't like it here, which is pretty cool because that was my favorite. Um, actually, that's not true. I'm not going to say I have favorites, but I really enjoyed London and I would really love to go to school there. Yeah, it was interesting to get these multiple perspectives and have like some good friends show you around the city and I really enjoyed meeting people. I think the main place I met people was like social media or like social apps like Tinder, not sponsored, um, was a great way to meet people, I can't lie. Um, and like meeting people at like clubs and like bars and pubs was really fun. Um, cause you meet so many different people. Um, but I also didn't mind doing things alone necessarily. It was super nice to have that kind of independence on a trip that's literally like me declaring my independence, but <laughs> it was nice to have independence on my trip for independence. Like imagine that. Um, but I really didn't mind doing things alone because like I said, I was very codependent before this trip and that improved an insane amount on this trip. Like I'm just chilling tonight. I'm alone. Like I'm just relaxing, doing art. And before I would constantly be like, okay, what am I going to do tonight? Like, am I going to go party? Am I going to go meet people? Am I going to go hang out with people? What am I going to do? Um, but yeah, that really changed a lot. And I enjoyed doing things alone, but I wouldn't let being alone keeping me back from doing things. Like, I wouldn't be like, ugh, I can't go do this, I'm alone. Like, I literally went to Disneyland Paris alone, which was so fun. But, like, I really didn't let it hold me back from doing things that I wanted, which I think was super cool to look back at. And something I kind of got asked a lot by, like, locals and people. Also, one, traveling alone. Like, I've been told I look very European. And traveling alone is kind of nice because you seem more of a local, more like a local when you are alone and not in, like, a massive group of people. I cannot tell you how many big groups of blonde Brandy Melville girls I saw in Europe traveling. No hate. I love you all you're all my fave but you can after being there for so long you can tell a tourist from a local it's true <laughs> i can't lie especially when i went like april like not many people are traveling in that area in april um because a lot of people are in school <laughs> but not me uh well i was just online uh people would ask me a lot if I got lonely or if it's lonely traveling alone. Like, I think literally, quote, someone asked me, what do you even do during the days? Like, huh? Like, what? And I'm like, uh, I'm in Europe. I'm in Paris. Like, I go to the Eiffel Tower. I go get a croissant and walk the city. I go smoke a cigarette in the park. Like, what else do you want from me? But yeah, I would say as the trip went on, it did start to get more lonelier. 
um, this is not to discourage anyone from going on these kind of extended trips, but um, it did get lonelier as the trip went on. And I think at a certain point, I was ready to go home. I was excited to see my mom again. I was excited to see my dad again. I was excited to see my friends again, my coworkers. And that was something I was looking forward to. And seeing Taylor Swift, of course. I honestly might have to do another part to this episode because I don't know if anyone's going to listen for an hour. (coughs) But I honestly think I'm going to wrap it up for today, guys. I've said a lot. (laughs) I really have said a lot. And whether you wanted to hear it or not, that's what I have to say for today's episode. I'm really grateful for you guys tuning into Crazy Talk Episode 1, Traveling Alone. But tune in soon. Like, I'm definitely going to be making like episodes once a week, hopefully. I just took me a while to get started, I can't lie. Thank you guys for listening. It's been fun hanging out. I'm excited to see what's in store for this podcast. If you like it, make sure to leave a review on Spotify Podcasts and make sure to tune in to make sure to tune in to next week and follow the podcast for more. Share it with your friends. Literally, I'm a starving artist. Like, let's get this thing going. I don't know. I'm really excited. Um, okay, I'm gonna. If you want to get in touch, my Instagram's Drew Crino, D-R-E-W-C-R-I-N-O. Um, if you want to leave questions for the podcast, you can message me there. If you have questions for me, you can message me there. But yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye!